Mm. <laughs> Happy, Happy Saturday. Saturday. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello, beautiful ears on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that was very close. We love your ears. <laughs> Take a seat, get a cup of coffee or tea, get cozy with us, and sit and enjoy the ride, baby. Yes. I do not like that. No. But it's okay. We're going to go with it. <laughs> Be very perversive <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> we love it. Anyways, um, what updates do you have, Cola? We haven't seen each other in a full week for some yeah. reason. This never happens. We literally always see each other, but yeah, it was crazy. I just had like a busiest week, and mm-hmm. yeah, when I came to your house, it felt so like weird. Like, everything stayed the same, but it's like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a whole week since I've seen Chantel, so this episode's going to be fun, so mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for us to talk to each other, exactly. basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is new? Oh. I mean, there's one huge thing. She, Cola mm-hmm. walks up to my door, and I had my window open, and I was making breakfast for us, and just see this. <laughs> she just had different hair and I was like what's going on yeah I look like an orangutan orangutan is that how I say the name orangutan 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 why can't I pronounce that word <laughs> it's a weird word <laughs> yeah I have red hair now um I went to get my hair done yesterday and we're looking at some like you know chestnut dark brown warm tone browns and then the the dude was like Let's do some rich tones. And I was like, oh, yes, sure. And do rich tones. And boom, I have red hair. <laughs> That's so funny. I, it looks so good, though. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Um, and it turns out my, my stylist is, like, a huge gothic literature fan. So I guess it makes sense that mm-hmm. I have red hair. Yeah. Not, like, changing my whole style. Before, it was, like, cozy grandma vibes with, like, a lot of, like, neutrals mm-hmm. now it's like monotone black and white yeah like a black tra- trench coat and i like feel like you used to wear a lot of brown yeah i can't anymore it looks weird do you think so i think a bit no i'm not like it's good like, I think color. Okay. yeah mm-hmm. okay i'll try that you should yeah what else is there midterm season's approaching well i mean mine's done oh my god <laughs> oh how many courses are you taking just one this term <gasps> and then two next term oh so which is very nice because I'm way too busy for school, so. Yeah. You have, like, three jobs. Yeah, too, too much. Busy, yeah. But. I think we've both been struggling with, like, time management issues. Yeah. And it's not that we're, we're lazy or, like, we don't do anything. We just do too many things. That's the thing. And we, like, we're the yeah. kind of people who, like, put our all into it. Like, I hate, like, half-assing things, so. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's, like, it gets to be a struggle sometimes when you're like that. And, like, even at... Like, one of my jobs, which is at a coffee shop, I, like, literally, I just find myself, like, not wanting to do anything anymore. And, I mean, granted, like, they make us work 10-hour shifts. So, like, <laughs> it's understandable. It's, like, overstaffed. But, no, sorry, understaffed. Yeah. Overwork. I think it's just, like, it's hard when you're doing so much to, like, keep up the energy mm-hmm. sometimes, so. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it on, like, people's faces when I walk on the street or, like, when I walk... Like on campus, people are done. Like mm-hmm. we look so tired. We do. <laughs> which was um? Do you remember the rainbow? I was gonna say which, yeah. it was so so cool. I was sitting in Boulevard when that happened. Oh, there was yeah. like for all the listeners, if you're from Vancouver, you know there's a huge mm-hmm. rainbow. Um, I think it was a double rainbow. Too. It was a double rainbow. Yeah. Oh, I and saw one though. I saw one like a half. It was yeah. a small one. But I was sitting in Boulevard, and somebody comes in. They're like. There's a dull rainbow rainbow there, and literally everybody <laughs> everybody went outside. Oh, that's so we're, cute. we're all so overworked and depressed, though. Like, oh yeah, and it's been raining like crazy, and mm. I, I was in my room when that happened, and I was like feeling kind of down. Oh. but like it was so nice because my plates is kind of like right in like in the middle of the rainbow, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like I was like looking at like an arch, like a rainbow arch. And that's I was, so like, nice. I just sat on my bed and just like. Yeah, mm-hmm. appreciated moment. It's amazing how, like, something yeah. like that can just, like, boost your mood when you Yeah. Fall. I mean, it's so rainy here, right? Like, it makes sense, but... Oh. I, I'm convinced that the universe is looking after us and sending a beautiful rainbow when it smells needed, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. 
feel like this was a rough week for everybody, so. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I wonder why. Is it because of, like, the academic schedule? Or is it the weather? Or is there something just about this time of year that just, like, makes everybody tired? I mean, I think it's a combination of everything, right? Because, like, if you think about it, like, school's picking up. Like, we can't procrastinate any longer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Um, like the weather, at least here, it's so gray. Like, yeah. that obviously is going to affect your mood. And then also, like, the days are getting shorter and shorter. And, like, mm. we're not sleeping anymore because <clears throat> of that. And so, like, I think it makes sense that we're, like, more tired, more down, less motivated and stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get past it. We will. I think eventually we'll just learn to relearn to find beauty in this season again. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. once I remind myself that, like, if it wasn't for the rain, Vancouver would not look so beautiful in the summer. Mm. Like, that really helps me because I'm, like, yeah. it's doing something. And it also is, like, kind of nice to, like, I don't know, like, not always want to go out. Like, sometimes I just want to stay in and, like, mm. be with Charlie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still haven't seen her so. today. I mean, she's hiding. She? She's hiding she's from me. She's sleeping under the bed. Mm. But. I want to be a cat for my next life. just want to, like, nap. Under the so bed. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> but your life, honestly. Yeah. And what else? You're going to see your brother next week. Oh yeah, I'm going to Toronto on Tuesday. First time in my life I've never been to the city. <gasps> so are there any recommendations of where to go and what to eat? Let me know. But I'm probably just going to study with my brother, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We're like so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in Montreal right now. He's having a time of his life because Aww. EFT actually gives... A full week. Wow. Wow. UBC. What does it feel like to be cared by? Yeah. Or get cared for? I wonder. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, no, we, we just, we gotta have class for Monday and Tuesday. Right? We love you, UBC, but that is not That's a move. not cute. No. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What else is there? I mean, I think, yeah. to update everybody on my knee situation, oh, Yeah. Um, she still hurts, but she's doing better. Which so is she's all the matter. crazy. She went for a run this morning. Well, I tried. I went, I was like, I like. I, I woke up and it didn't hurt. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just go see. Because the thing is, I can't go to a doctor right now mm-hmm. to like find out that it's healed. Like no one can tell me anything. Oh because I can't go see a doctor for all listeners. I don't have healthcare right now. Um, it's a very long. I don't story. understand why you're Canadian though. So apparently, um, as a management student in BC, I'm supposed to be applying for healthcare every year, even though it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I still have to, like, apparently apply and prove that I am, like, studying here. Um, oh. Which, it's so weird, because I've never heard of anybody doing this before, and I don't think anybody actually ever does it, because I don't think any consequences ever actually happen yeah. to people. Like, I don't, I've never heard of this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, because I was given a temporary BC Health member... Um, when my hip surgery happened. Oh. Um, and I've been using that number since then. I guess the temporary number expired, and um, Manitoba didn't renew anything for me because I haven't been applying for it, and so they just cut me off. Um, until I can prove that I'm a student here, which I am. Oh my god. <laughs> so I have no health coverage right now, and I was looking like I went to a doctor and just paid for it, but um, he wants to do it for. It was almost hundred dollars. Just for a checkup. Just for a checkup. I literally sat Did in the chair. Did you scan anything? No. He felt my knee for five minutes, told me to take these meds, um, and, like, use a knee brace, and then was like, you can go for an ultrasound if it still hurts in a week, but the ultrasound is going to cost me, like, $500 to $1,000, so... Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I don't want to pay for that, obviously, what so... The fuck? It's so stupid. But you're a Canadian. I know. I don't understand. <laughs> Isn't this called, like, universal healthcare for a reason? Like, it's universal to, like, Canadians? It should be. I should just give them my health card and they should be like, okay, cool. But no, poor baby. It's so stupid and I don't understand why it's happening because nobody else goes through this. Like, I've literally never heard of this happening. Oh no, so. I'm so sorry. It's okay though. I like applied, so hopefully I get back soon and either my knee gets better or mm-hmm. I can finally go for that test. So, yeah. yeah. We love it. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to look on the positive side of it and like, I can, I can walk now finally without like pain. Um, and I can do yoga without pain, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to, like, deepen my practice and 
Yeah. Go on walks. Honestly, I think this is your body trying to force you to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you've been doing so much. You just ran a marathon. Like a half marathon, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I don't like that, though, because I don't like resting. <laughs> Why is it, though? Why is it? What makes you... I don't know. I think it's, like, just part of my routine now. But I also think I get, like, a lot of, like, cooped up, like, anxiety and, like, Mm -hmm. adrenaline when I don't, like, move my body. Mm -hmm. And so I find that to be hard because I, like, I just, like, feel more anxious when I can't go for a run. Yeah. Um, Which is a combination of, like, my mental health and also just, like, I think... Which is the topic for today. Yay! <laughs> like Psych! That could let us somewhere. <laughs> wow, what a transition. Yeah, smooth. Smooth like a baby. <laughs> Which is also funny, though, because I think um, having to rest, like, these past two weeks has also, like, helped me realize that, like, I, like, there is a part of me that still wants to run for the sake of looking a certain way, not just because of, like, enjoying it and, like, a huge part of it is definitely enjoying it, but mm-hmm. I, like, can't deny that there's still that little part that's, like, if you don't run, you're gonna block, you know, like, also, just to preface this episode, um, if anybody is listening and has, um, current struggles with body image or eating or working out or anything, mm-hmm. um, we are gonna be discussing that, so please click out if that's gonna negatively affect you, mm-hmm. um, no worries no harm we literally just don't want you to listen to this yeah it's gonna no hurt hard you. feelings mm-hmm. um we both have struggled with it in the past and we still do sometimes because it never really goes away fully mm-hmm. um so we will try our best to stay as sensitive to this topic as possible but we do make fun of ourselves from time to time oh yeah <laughs> it's so self-deprecating <laughs> i love that so we love it if that's triggering for you no hard feelings you know mm-hmm. you gotta protect your energy Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really special topic for us, though, because I'm pretty sure this is, like, one of the things that, like, made us closer. Like, Oh, yeah. Do you I remember, remember that? As I was like... vegan, like, <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> which, yeah. spoiler alert, we're neither of us are vegan anymore, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, my God, if you're a vegan, don't listen to this. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, because I remember. If you listen to our previous episode, you talked about our matching tattoo. Mm-hmm. So on that day, on that Imagine Day, the or- orientation day for our university, um, we basically met and we were in like the same like sort of like small group. I don't remember what we did. Can you say toured around campus? Yeah. Campus tour group or something. Yeah. yeah, and then she was like, Oh, I'm Chantel. I want to do environmental sciences. And I was like, oh my god, I want to do environmental sciences. I want to be an environmental lawyer. She's like, oh my god, I want to be an environmental lawyer. It was like, it was like kind of like listening to an echo because we were just yeah. kind of like, oh my god, me too, me too. And then I was like, yeah, I'm a vegan. And then she's like, I'm a vegan too. And then we started talking because I was like, oh my god, she's really cool. And like, I was like, I was really intrigued by the fact that you're from Manitoba, too. I've, like, never heard of that language. You're like, who is this specimen? Like, what is she? Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, and then out of nowhere, I don't know what got to me, but I, I think we were just talking about, like, veganism, mm-hmm. I think. And then I just, like, blurted out. And I was like, yeah, I used to have, like, eating disorder. And then she's like, me, too. Yeah. No, it's literally so funny, though, because that's the first time somebody had openly talked to me about that. And I think oh, really? I immediately just felt comfortable, because I was like, literally, no, I've never talked about this with anybody. And you said that, and I was like, wait, <laughs> I can talk about this. Like, now looking back, I was like, it was, like, kind of crazy. I was like, why would I just bring this? But I guess because I felt safe around you, too. Aww. Yeah. Unspoken so, so connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean... I feel like my we're like journey, diving into the real we're really, stuff. We're really diving right in here, guys. Yeah, I, I feel like this is this. something I haven't even, like, talked about in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's because, like, you're not currently really affected by it? or? Mm, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people can relate to this. Um, but um, I think body image is certainly, like, this issue sort of, like, reaches, like, the peak in, like, adolescence. Mm-hmm. And then, although it never really goes away, you kind of learn to coexist with it or embrace it. You know, that makes a lot of sense, too. And I think a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that, like, we've developed, like, persons in ourselves, you know? Like, we're not just, like, 
our image anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I feel like, um, at least for me, I think a large part of my struggle was kind of witnessing all these changes in my body. Mm. Because you were literally like a child before adolescence. Mm -hmm. And then for girls, you started growing like boobs, your hips get wider, Mm -hmm. and you gain weight. And I don't think these things were like, really taught properly that was where I grew up it was sort of just like oh you develop like you know secondary sexual was that organ yeah that's literally what they call them sexual organ or boob sexual organ they shouldn't be I never thought about that but they literally sexualize boobs when you're a freaking kid I hate that yeah which I I that just that's just another thing to talk about okay there's nothing sexual about boobs no they're they're sexual like Everything can be sexual. Mm-hmm. Literally everything can. Your fucking, like, nostril can be sexual. Yeah. Okay, sorry, kids. We're, we're <laughs> listening to this. Yeah, but you don't, know, like, so. tell people to cover their, their nostrils. I mean, now we do. We wear masks. <laughs> so we do cover our nostrils. But not because it's... Not because some people find it, you know, sexually arousing some shit. <sighs> mm-hmm. Frustrating. Anyways. Yeah. So at least I think that's why a lot of teenagers struggle with it. Because it's also a sad reality that the media sort of endorses this like pre-adolescent body Mm -hmm. you know we like i mean not so much now than like maybe 10 years ago we like like stick thin Mm -hmm. figure and just yeah you know like super 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 skinny even curveless bodies Mm -hmm. um i mean it's not really the trend anymore but like before it was like that right yeah i mean it's funny though because like that was the trend before, and now the trend is to be skinny in certain areas and, like... Curvier. And others. And curvier, as in, yeah. like, quotation marks, because it's not an actual, like, curvy body, really. It's just, yeah. like... But I do think people sort of, like, calm down more with, like, the beauty mm-hmm. standard now, for sure. Yeah, I think at least here... Yeah. yeah, compared to, like, the 2000s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, really sad, because for me, it's kind of, like... I didn't, and never really thought about, you know, my body as kind of, like, a vessel for, like, beauty standards mm. before, like, I started experiencing these changes, but, like, after I did, I was kind of, like, I, like, didn't want my body to change, which I think is so damaging to young women mm-hmm. and, like, girls, because we like, these changes are, first of all, inevitable. Second of all, second of all beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. we're transforming. We're literally, like, becoming, like, fucking butterflies. Mm-hmm. But then we're, we're like, oh, I don't want to grow, like, bigger boobs. I don't want bigger hips. I don't want, like, more fat. I want to, like, stay stick thin. Yeah. Like, chopstick. Because that's what we've been taught to like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so sad because it's, like... So many joys in life are taken away from you just to maintain that. And, like, yeah. it's so, like, damaging on your body, too. Like, there's a reason why so many people lose their period because they're not eating enough and they're, they're trying yeah. to, like, prevent themselves from growing into what their body is supposed to look like. That they, like, literally damage their reproductive system. Yeah, you know? I agree. And just, ah, it makes me very frustrated. I mm-hmm. realize I cussed a lot more than I usually do. <laughs> That's okay, we're um, both angry. Episodes. This but topic. this is a very personal topic mm-hmm. for both of us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You want to talk about what, what personally happened to you, maybe? Like, share yeah. your story? Yeah, my, I mean, mine is, like, my story's kind of been, like, feels like a roller coaster. Like, it goes up and down a lot, and, like... Yeah. It's funny because for me, I can't really, really remember a point where I wasn't self-conscious, you know, Aww. which is like sad when you think about it, yeah. but I grew up as like a chubbier kid. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's just the way it is. And like a lot of kids do because that is natural. <laughs> um, but I remember, I think for, like grade like four, so I was like eight, maybe around eight or nine or something. No, it was, yeah, eight or nine. I like for the first time, like felt just really uncomfortable with like, how much, how I was bigger than most girls my age, Mm -hmm. um, and I remember, um, there's this one girl in my class who was, like, my friend at the time, and we were changing the change room and all that stuff, and I remember once we had, like, a reading circle, like, in class, there was, like, a a smaller group where we we were reading, and Mm -hmm. the teacher had left, and my friend basically pointed out that I had bigger boobs than all the other girls, 
Wait, and how old were you? I mean, I was literally nine. I didn't have boobs. <laughs> I just have like, like bumps, pretty much. Oh my but, like, god! But me, like, I took that as like I was fatter than everybody else, oh. you know? Because I was like for. Like, I grew up chubby. Like, that's just, like, the way my yeah. body was when I was young. And I was, that's like... cute. It is cute. <laughs> and I, like, didn't grow tall until, like, oh, later on, right. too. So, like, it was, like... It just, my body needed to go through that process, but I didn't mm-hmm. understand that. And so, like, pretty young, I started, like, reducing my food intake. And, oh, like, really? I think I was, like, grade six that I, like, started, like, doing that. Like, where I would try and skip breakfast or, like, try and skip whatever, you know? Um... Which is so sad, but, I mean, it is what it is, so, yeah, and then I remember I got to high school, and, like, that was still kind of going on, where, like, but it, like, probably got worse and worse and worse, I would say, like, it started, like, probably just reducing to, like, you know, like, a whatever amount, but, like, it was still substantial, but then it got to, like, be more, like, calorie-based, where I, like, reduce, like, kind of dangerously, and I, I was also, like, getting more active, like, I'd work out every morning to, like, burn so and so calories, so that I was, like... Yeah, you, like, track every single thing. Yeah, like, do you remember Fitness yeah. Pal? Or oh, my God, That yeah. app, I literally, whoever made that app can literally, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they should do, but they should do something, something awful should happen, like, bad karma, honestly, like, that yeah. ruined my life, like, that was where I, Aww. like, maybe not ruined my life, that was, that was dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, like, it probably felt that way at the time. It did, I mean, like, mm-hmm. a cat, it was a catalyst for everything, right, and, like, yeah. Before that app, I didn't know. Yeah, how many I think for me, it was calorie counting too. Mm-hmm, cause like, that sticks with you, right? Like I still remember some of that stuff. It does. I mean, I don't, cause I'm really bad with numbers. <laughs> Which I guess blessing in disguise. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything. That's so funny. I remember how like traumatizing it was. It's a lot. Like you just you're always aware of it, and like I like grew up as an anxious kid too right like yeah I for as long as I can remember was anxious and I only recently obviously realized that it was actual anxiety but like <laughs> I remember I would like be eating breakfast in the morning and I'd be like on the verge of a panic attack and I would just like tell myself like to breathe and like that's the only reason why I could eat mm-hmm. um but yeah I remember oh god it was like later high school when I realized like this was actually a problem mm-hmm. um and I think that was the only time that I actually became aware of it and mm-hmm. so I, like, I went to a doctor because I lost my period, and... Oh, you did? I did, yeah. It was, like, about a year, um, and I was, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to the doctor, and she, like, didn't suspect anything because I didn't talk about that stuff, obviously. Yeah. So she put me on birth control, and... Oh, what? I, yeah. Why? Well, I mean, it was partly for acne and then partly oh. for my period, um, but, like, it regulated it, and I now realize I was just a fake period, like, it did not do anything good for me. No. Um, and so I, like, kind of continued, but I was, like, trying to get better, and I remember that's when I went vegan, because I was, like, oh, I can become vegan, and I can, like, eat whatever yeah. I want to eat, and, like, not even actually eat whatever I want to eat. Like, no, I really like, the high-carb diet. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I was ever into oh, high-carb necessarily, yeah. but I was into, like, quote-unquote clean eating, like, where you literally just eat, like, unprocessed, like, yeah. everything, and it was all vegan, so, like, that's literally all I ate for, like, so long, and then... I, like, got to university, and I think that was, like, that was a very positive, it was a hard shift, but a positive shift, because I wasn't making my own food, like, I lived in a dorm, so I could only yeah. really eat what was there, and I had, like, more of a social life in, in university, like, yeah. I wasn't really isolating myself as much, um, and so I kind of, like, I felt like it shifted, like, kind of forcefully, but, like, I ended up being really positive in the end, because I was, like, forced to kind of eat more, and, like, I was still working out, but I wasn't, like... I don't know, I just, I had a busier life, like, it was just easier for me to not really focus on it, Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember it kind of getting harder, like, the more I got used to that, I think, like, initially it was, like, a shock of, like, positive stuff, because I was, like, making new friends, like, Mm -hmm. in this new place, like, the city was super beautiful. I think you got distracted, too. I think so, I Mm -hmm. think I really did, and then, um, I think once, like, my, like, life got more stable, like, I had a solid group of friends, and, like, I feel like I was able to feel sad more often. Like, that's when the food stuff came back, I think. And then um, kind of, like, continued on and off until, like, I broke my hip. <laughs> Which, like... Oh, yeah, she did. And she yeah. went through, like, physio with, like, physio. a bunch of grandmas. <laughs> with grandmas, yeah. surgery. We love it. The whole shebang. Oh, but no. I, like, I think the reason why, like, 
when I, I broke my hip. Way you were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because when I was, when I broke my hip, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of this and I, like, didn't want to admit it, but, like, when I was, like, going through the whole process of it, like, my doctors, I remember, like, my physiotherapist, she was like, are you eating enough? Like, do you have your period and stuff? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I knew what she was asking me, but I was just, I didn't want to tell her. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't comfortable with it yet. And so... I, like, never admitted it, but I broke my hip because I was running way too much and not eating properly, um, and so I was low on iron, I was just, like, my body was just not happy, and so I, like, broke my hip, and that, like, whole, like, the whole two months until, like, because basically I broke it, and then the doctors didn't figure out what it was until two months later, and that whole two months, like, that's when, like, all of my, like, body image stuff came up again, I think, Mm -hmm. because I wasn't able to run. And I wasn't able, like, I wasn't even able to walk, really, like, I I was genuinely just, like, on crutches for two months. And, yeah, like, she was. In so much pain, like, there was no way I could do physical activity, like, it just, it wasn't possible, and so I really had to, like, confront it and be, like, like, this, just because I'm not running, like, I feel like absolute shit, like, I literally just thought my body was, like, growing and growing in size, yeah. and, like, that's what I felt like, I literally felt like every single day that this happened, I was gonna get bigger and bigger, and I was just, like, really not in a good place in terms of body image and like eating and everything and so um yeah I mean I think quarantine is what really really helped it because Mm -hmm. I during when COVID hit I was still not ready like I still was still recovering from it but I could walk right Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit and I like couldn't even go to the gym anymore because that like after my hip surgery and when it started to get kind of better like I was really relying on the gym because I couldn't run I could just like work out pretty much um, like nothing impact and so COVID hit and I couldn't go to the gym anymore and I was like literally what do I do and it like really made me confront everything and I like now can honestly say that I'm at a place where like I can like freely eat and like exercise for joy but it's still there I mean like right now with my knee right like I can't run and I found myself like a few times feeling like maybe I shouldn't eat that or like just feeling, like, kind of gross in my body and, like, Mm -hmm. wanting to cover it and everything. Um, But I'm really actively trying not to, like, feed into those thoughts and, like, realize that, like, nothing is going to happen. And if something – if my body does change, who freaking cares? Like, Mm -hmm. that is meant to be if that's what it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say I'm in a lot, lot better of a place. Like, I'm really, really happy with where I am in terms of body image, so. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing. That was a long – no, I don't think I've ever heard of the whole story either. No? No. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. You're so brave. Oh. Like you said, like, I think it's so important mm-hmm. for us to, like, talk about these things because everybody goes through, like, a version of it, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your story? Wow. Um, yeah, I was listening to yours, and then I was thinking, ah, it was, like, helping me to formulate my own. For me, there was, like, a time when I couldn't, there was no timeline for me. I don't know if that makes sense Mm -hmm. that like when you have a problem like an ongoing issue you don't really know when it began and when it ended or like when it's going to end like there's no time and like space construct everything is kind of like in your head Mm -hmm. and um I think we actually shared like quite a bit of similar experience Mm -hmm. in some ways um so for me um like I mentioned earlier it was, I was, like, a pretty small kid. Like, not small. I was always tall. But I was, I was always pretty thin. And I remember it was middle school, like, seventh grade, when my body started, you know, changing, growing, basically. And, like, at the time, I didn't even pay attention to it. But for me, it was entirely, like, people drawing attention to it. They'll be like, yo, you're gaining weight. Or, like, mm-hmm. yo, you're getting fat. An Asian centered, I've always been quite tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, um, being tall on top of you know gaining all these like adolescent weight, oh. it like really added to it, just made me feel big. Yes, oh my yes. god, you literally just put into words so much. Like, <laughs> that's why I was so self conscious about wearing blend stones for so long. It's like when you're tall and bigger than most people, it just like makes you like. Yeah, Anyways, yeah I remember, yeah, the shoes thing, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it definitely still affects me a little bit when I go back to Asia, mm-hmm. because people are, like, quite tiny, <laughs> yeah, they're not even that tiny, you think about it. I feel like there were, like, all sorts of Asians, so, you know, like, in Northern Asia, 
people are tend to be people tend to be taller. That mm-hmm. you know, in like Southeast Asia, people are smaller, and that's evolutionary. I don't know why I just brought it up. That's not mm-hmm. relevant. Anyways, so basically, I just felt big, and now looking back, I feel like I was like low key bullied, mm-hmm. but they didn't really see it as bullying. It was just like my classmates making fun of me. Right. It was like call me fat here and there. And then just kind of, like, throw, like, the term fat around a lot. And I remember my teacher, like, one of my teachers, oh, my God. No. He's, like, if you're from my middle school class and you're listening to this, you probably know. Like, you probably know <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, this dude, I would not forget about him. He was, like, calling me fat all the time oh in God. class. And just kind of, like, it's kind of, like, calling, like, you, like, chubby, but not endearing. Because it wasn't really an endearing thing to say. No. Um, and I remember I, would try, I tried to, like, assert my boundaries, too. I was like, hey, like, why why would you guys keep saying this? Like, it's not very nice. And they'll be like, oh, we're only saying this because you're not fat. You know, like, if we're actually fat, we wouldn't be calling you fat. And then I, I was like, what? But, like, it basically invalidated my feelings, right? Because you're like, oh, it's just all in your head. We're just making fun of something that doesn't even exist. But for me, that was me asserting my boundaries and getting rejected at the time. Mm-hmm. But I just like, went into my head and became very self-conscious. And and yeah, and we wore a like, uniform, so like sh- short skirts. I mean, they're not supposed to be short, but we all made it, we made it short. Um, it's like folded. <laughs> so like, yeah, it gets like shorter. And I remember I would just get like super self-conscious. And I think that's part of the uniform culture too. Mm. Just like you just start, everyone looks, everyone wears the same thing. So instead of examining people's style, you started, you, you can only go so far mm-hmm. by kind of seeing the effect of this uniform, like different bodies, right? Yeah. So I think uniforms definitely made me more self-conscious with my body because I was like, oh, do my legs look bigger than like other people's? You know, do I look certain way more than other people and to be honest looking back at the photo that was like not big at all I was still like a pretty skinny kid but Asian beauty standard you you just it's quite something else and I think everything in like the teenage like sensitive anxious mind Mm -hmm. is I mean like teenage minds just make a big deal out of everything yeah let's be let's be honest here um but I feel, I really felt like the system and the authority around me really failed to make me feel safe when mm-hmm. I had these, like, unreasonable and irrational anxiety. I think for people at that age, for young adults at that time, we like, there should be, like, a system in place or, like, a support system that makes us feel more seen and loved mm-hmm. and remind us, re- remind us of, like, our self-worth, essentially. But no, that was not a thing back then. Mm. and I don't think there is now either yeah so um there's that and then in high school I got into veganism too and for me it was like ethical reasons at first um but then I also started training with a good bud of mine hey John if you're listening to this what's up (laughs) um but it's not John's fault at all no I just I was training with them with him and I was like doing all these like weightlifting and stuff. I was actually pretty good, to be honest. I think John is like pretty proud of me. Not anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I don't lift. Um, and we was like weightlifting. I mean, it's gonna make you gain muscles, mm-hmm. right? And then I remember I was just like everyone would point it out and be like, "Yo, your legs are getting too big. Maybe you should start stop lifting," and everything. And because he was lifting, and he wanted to like compete or something, so he was doing calorie counting. So this is the thing when, like, the trigger comes in Mm -hmm. because the trigger itself is usually a neutral thing. Calorie counting is supposed to be scientific. It's supposed to be, like, a very descriptive thing of, you know, the amount of energy that is in your food. So for some people, it's fine. It's completely fine. But for people who are already predisposed to these issues or for people who already have these you know, like, anxiety or whatever it is, like, going on inside, this thing can be, like, a very damaging trigger. So I think this is the the, the part when, like, the trigger comes, comes into play. Because, mm-hmm. like, John was fine. Like, he was, like, calorie counting. He was, like, grumpy as hell, though. He was, like, mad the whole time. 
<laughs> it's like hangry um, all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for me, it was damaging because it was it was crazy. Like I just had to like count every single thing. I got like a weight, and I had to like mm-hmm. weight everything. I don't know if you did the same thing. I actually never got to. I didn't do that. I was more so like numbers based. Yeah, for me, I like weighed everything and like recorded everything. It was like it became obsessive. I think calorie counting is dangerous because it's so easy to become obsessive with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so there's that, and then it all got like worse when I sort of realized calorie counting could only get me so far, and I started purging. Mm -hmm. So I started making myself throw up. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad, it's really bad, and, yeah, looking back, I just, oh, I felt so sorry for myself, I feel so sorry for myself, you know, but, um, I, I felt like I had to go through that phase, but it was, it was pretty long, to be honest, and it's continued a little bit even after university, mm-hmm. I think it's, it really, like, dependent on my mental health state the time you know like when it's good everything's good when it's yeah. bad kind of you turn to pick problems from your from all aspects of your life essentially mm-hmm. yeah so and I don't even know how it stopped but it just did like one day not one day like gradually I just stopped and yeah so this is the thing with body image like you out of nowhere it, be, it begins mm-hmm. and you don't know how or when or why you kind of just get better with it yeah yeah it's one of those things when it's not it's not on and off no it's not like oh i have body image issues one day and then the next day <laughs> oh i'm fine it's not like yeah. that <laughs> Yeah. No, even if you like decide you want to get better, it takes a long, long time. It does. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening to my problems. No, of course. Yeah. That I, like, there's things in there that I didn't know about either, and it's just. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just like it's crazy too, like how many like parallels there are. Mm-hmm. Like obviously everything's like we have different experiences, but there's a lot of like parallels in the way that we would think, and mm-hmm. just goes to show like how like ingrained this is in our head because of like external forces you know like it's not just like coming out of nowhere you know like we're told to be smaller every single day yeah and I think that's the thing with you know like the blurring of this problem's outline is it's so ingrained into the culture to a mm-hmm. point that's so like it's, it's so normal and but we pick up these subtleties you know we pick up these like messages mm-hmm. and we put it in our head and then it just manifests into reality yeah yeah exactly which is so sad yeah yeah (sighs) have you ever told your family about this or like anyone else Mm, I've told my sister Mm -hmm. and I've talked to my mom briefly about it but yeah that's about it like I've told I've talked to like my old roommates about it because like they kind of saw it happening quite a bit Mm -hmm. like especially during my hip surgery and everything but yeah I don't know, like, I'm open about it now, because yeah, it's, like, something you that's are. kind of in the past for me-ish, yeah. but, like, yeah, what about you? Um, I've talked to my, my mom about it, actually, mm. it was a very emotional moment for us, mm-hmm. I don't think she ever realized, and I think I'm just, like, usually I'm pretty, I think I'm a pretty open person, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty expressive, but when I really want to hide something, no one will find out, you know, like, yeah. when I really want to do something, um, I will, like, go ahead and do it, and no one's gonna know, right, so for me, that was, that was, like, my, my middle school years, and I think my mom told my sister about it, and my sister came to talk to me, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, but I think, but by, by opening up these, um, discussions, you're letting people in, mm-hmm. and I know it's, it's really hard to let people into these parts of you, because they're not the best, or, like, the prettiest, yeah you know and yeah but I I told my mom about it I don't know how I remember I I was in the car and just like blurted out um and she was so sad Mm -hmm. and she's like don't ever hurt yourself like that again and then like she's like oh that makes me want to cry um but yeah she was like very supportive yeah my mom was just amazing like like she's like she knows I go to therapy now and she's so supportive about it too she's like, I've been to therapy lately. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like talking about you now. Yeah. So it's it's not like they they don't support you. I think it's more like how our parents or people around us were conditioned. Yeah. And I think also when you're in the thick of it, like you're so good at hiding it. Like yeah, I know I was. Like I didn't talk about it to anybody. And like even For my best friend in high school, like For like eighteen years. Yeah, literally eighteen years. Yeah. Like, I my like strongest memory is like when. One of my best friends, she, like, noticed how much weight I had lost after mm-hmm. summer break one year. Yeah. And I just, like, I don't know. Like, it just felt like a positive thing for me. So I didn't obviously say anything, like, oh, I'm really struggling with this. Or, like, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you just hide it. Cause, and you're, like, I don't know. For me, I, like, I just pretended that it was, like, a part, positive part of my personality in, like, mm-hmm. some, some twisted way. But, yeah. I mean, it is. It does show a positive side of, I mean, your personality, right? Regardless of it. If it's mm-hmm. being, being positive or negative, you are resilient and strong. Yeah. But it's, it's just a matter of how, how you're going to use that strength of yours. That's yeah. so true. Like, before I was being used to, like... Hiding things. Hiding things and, like, restricting things. So, yeah. yeah. It's tough, though. Mm-hmm. It's really, really But isn't it comforting knowing that you have that willpower in you? Yeah. Like, the willpower to, like, restrict... Said. Willpower to do whatever it is you put your mind to. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's actually really cool. And, like, yeah. when you think about it, too, at least for me, like, during the hardest parts, like you said, like, it was when my mental health was, like, also, disclaimer, my throat is so dry today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> I, like, have been drinking this whole time, but it's just, like, if I sound crusty, that's why. <laughs> um, it's like it's sexy. Like, yeah. Voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Smoker's voice. I've been smoking lately. <laughs> Imagine me as a smoker. That'd be so weird. I can't. No. That's why I will never smoke because I like to smell a bit too much. So Mm. I think I'd get addicted. Same. But anyways, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think it's kind of cool because like when like my deepest points in terms of like body image and stuff, like I think they're always when my mental health was at its lowest and that like kind of like stemmed from not feeling like I had anything else about me that was cool or like like positive you know mm-hmm. so like I was like oh I'll be skinny instead you know yeah. <laughs> or like oh I'll be the healthy person instead but like now we're at points in our life where we use some of that like motivation and like self-discipline to like pursue our passions or like invest in a hobby or something like that rather than like yeah. just work on like the way that you look so mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. I agree I think keeping maybe not keeping your yourself busy per se Mm -hmm. but like having a more like holistic life yeah um I think that definitely helps Mm -hmm. it's not like so much distracting yourself but more like channeling your energy into different things exactly and not depending your worth on like one single thing yeah exactly I mean it's like expanding your worth like I mean you have self-worth no matter how many things you have in your life or anything but like for me, at least, it kind of expanded my worth elsewhere, and, like, yeah. instead of just being, like, the person that looks a certain way, I am now, like, the person who has all these personality traits and, like, enjoys doing these different things. Like, mm-hmm. there's more to me than just that now, yeah. and I think that's really cool to think about. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think expanding your, your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that definitely helped me, mm-hmm. because I sort of, I was doing so many things to a point that I, I stopped realizing, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> I um I stopped paying attention to things that didn't make me feel good, mm-hmm. and I think kind of like proving to yourself that you're good at other things too, yeah, because I feel like yeah. with myself, like it's a relationship with myself, right, so um. It's just, like, I need to prove to myself that I'm actually worth something. And it doesn't matter how I achieve that. Like, it could be, I don't know, school or friends or, I don't know, keeping, like, getting my shit together for life. I don't know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, like, expanding, like, who you are to, mm-hmm. like, not just being skinny. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it takes away so much joy from your life, too, when you're, like, so 
hyper fixated on like looking a certain way and like even for myself it's funny because I used to use like running as a way to get smaller and now I've realized that like I'm at a point in my running where like my body kind of gets bigger because it's more muscular Mm -hmm. and like that's a weird thing to like think about and comprehend and to be okay with like do you think you're okay with it I am now 100% I'm like like my my thighs are obviously like thicker than they've ever been Mm -hmm. because they're like muscular strong they're strong strong. and like that is cool like that is like something that like says something about like how what I like to do you know yeah it's not like bigger and then automatically negative you know yeah yeah I agree Mm -hmm. yeah and I think oftentimes we associate um like our body image with like kind of like health Mm -hmm. like oh I want to be it's not so much associating it's more like justifying it Mm -hmm. oh I want to be skinny because it's healthier or people telling you that you should be smaller because it's healthier that way Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, this notion is really outdated. Yeah. It's so outdated. Yeah. And, like, I don't know about you, but I follow a lot of people on Instagram who, like, really promote health at every size and that I fully, fully believe in because... Health what? Health at every size, which is oh, basically, yeah. like... It's, like... I don't know. Like, it's it seems like a no-brainer, right? Like, health encompasses not only physical, but emotional, mental, everything. Mm-hmm. And, like... Somebody can be bigger than me and be healthier than me, vice versa, you know? Like, it's just, it yeah. literally, it's not a variable. And I think what really solidified that in my brain for me is once I was listening to a podcast. I remember it was during quarantine, and I was on my, like, daily walk mm-hmm. because, like, I need to get outside, and I was listening to a podcast. And um, in it, they were talking about how the only reason why health is linked to BMI so much is because it's the cheapest thing to study. And so, oh. of course, there's nothing saying, like, mm-hmm. your risk of cancer increases with, like, I don't know, some, like, random weird thing that you do every day. Yeah. Or, like, the atmospheric pressure, like, something <laughs> like that, you know? Because, like, you have to, like, buy these instruments to, like, measure that and, like, invest a lot of time and energy into, mm-hmm. like, studying it. But, like, for BMI, you can literally just do, like, a correlation study, right? Like, you see somebody and, like you measure their weight and you like say yeah. if it's more or less likely for them to get cancer yeah. and it's just it's so like interesting to me because we literally like I don't know like it just it has since when did we just say that correlation means cause like yeah. it's literally the basic of science and I only took first year science and I, I know that you know like yeah. correlation does not equal causation and for some reason our society has decided that it does in terms of weight and health I agree um BMI is stupid because so it's oversimplifying at best, mm-hmm. you know, like, doesn't measure your muscle percentage or your body fat percentage or even, like, I don't know, your, like, cholesterol percentage, like, amount, like cholesterol, what is that, like, measurement level? level? Like yeah, sorry. Um, what is that cholesterol? It's, like, it's not all bad, you know, like, there's mm-hmm. good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. We just demonize everything. It's yeah. So and I don't, I don't think we intended on demonizing them, but I think for the general public, we do need, like, a very, like, a relatively simpler, like, indicator mm-hmm. of health, right? That's what people want. Yeah. That's what people need. Um, so we kind of use these things because it's so much easier than saying that, oh, you are your insulin level it's irregular like mm-hmm. that's why you're doing this but whereas it could just literally be like numbers mm-hmm. oh your cholesterol is like this high so it's bad you should like you know cut down the bacon i don't know mm-hmm. something like that um but i don't know i can also see like the concern for health to be honest because mm-hmm. i think like our body is like on a spectrum it's never like in a cat in categories where like thin and healthy, like, fat and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's more like, there's, like, a spectrum of things, um, but, like, past certain points, it can get, like, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it's, like, obesity is obesity, but just, like, there are also so many things that we should be worried about yeah. regarding our body. No, that's so true, and I think yeah. another thing is also, like, obesity looks different in everybody, right? Like, yeah. For me, my obese levels might be different than somebody else's, and, like, mm-hmm. I think BMI just, like, completely disregards that. Yeah, and, like, it does. Not, I don't know, yeah, and, like, I, I do get, like, 
we, sh we obviously value health as a society. Like, we value mental health, we value physical health and everything. But I think the thing with weight, though, is that other people have decided to value that for us, you know? Like, yeah. whereas, like, our mental health, nobody, like, yeah. doctors... Yeah, I, like, I think it's hypocritical. It is, for it's so sure. hypocritical. Um, and, like, let's be honest, like, you don't really care mm -hmm. how healthy a person no, is. No, you just don't like them because of the way they look. And it's yeah, just so you stupid. just think you're entitled to judge their appearance. Mm -hmm. So what I was saying about, like, like bodies being on spectrum is, is mainly for yourself. Like, how yeah. you see your body and how you take care of yourself. Exactly. But, like, guys, like, people out there should really just stay, like, out of other people's business. Yeah. Like, it's, you won't, I mean, it's it's good if you do. Like, you, you rarely go up to a person and be like, I see that you are struggling with your mental health you look really stressed is everything okay mm -hmm. you know but you feel entitled to comment on someone's instagram mm -hmm. and be like you're fat and it's unhealthy yeah it's so it, it makes no sense it's illogical mm -hmm. to be honest mm -hmm. yeah it really is and it's just yeah and also like going off of your comment on bmi too like i don't know if you've ever read the book fearing the black body um, I forget the no. author. I started reading it. I still have to finish it. It's on one of Ooh, my many books. That's interesting. It's so cool because it's literally... It, she basically, like, the... the What do you call it? I don't know what her title would be, but the author of the book, she mm -hmm. basically studies, like, the link between... Um, this is, like... I don't, there's so many thoughts in my head right now. Like, yeah, no, no, no. no, 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 no it's okay. She studies, yeah. like, the link between um, our negative perception of people in bigger bodies with... Like Western society's negative perception of um, people with darker skin, like colorism and all that mm -hmm. stuff, um, and it's oh. linked together. Like she links it because if you go back to like when, like, kind of like black people and white people were getting more like culturally mixed, like they're mm -hmm. in the same areas and stuff. Yeah. And um, I forget exactly how she links it, but she looks back at like old magazines and stuff and a lot of the same adjectives when people were describing, um, like, a person's body, they used adjectives related to their skin color and their weight together, oh. and it was always bigger and darker together, and obviously smaller and whiter together, or, like, mm. fair skin, all those, like, weird terms that we used to describe people. Yeah. But, like, the, the values were placed on, and I'm probably not doing it justice at all, but they're, yeah, like, okay. linked, and I think it just, like, goes to show that, like, even BMI, for example, is obviously, it's exemplified by a white person's body, and that's mm -hmm. what it's based on, and so, like, how can it even be, like, drawn to, like, other people? Like, it was, there's no cross-cultural study about it. Like, it was literally just done on white people. That's actually really interesting. And it's just, it's so interesting to me, and, like, as a white person, I'm, like, as a white, thin person, like, I'm very privileged in the body that I have, mm -hmm. but, like, it's just, it's crazy, like, I don't know if anybody understands the thoughts that I'm saying right no, now. No, no, I do, I do. And I don't think we... I, I've never really thought of thought of it that way either. It's We don't pay attention to, like, how racialized this topic could be mm -hmm. and how gendered it could be. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Yeah. Racialized and gendered. And gendered. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. so, so... It's such a good book. I recommend it to literally everybody. And I haven't even finished it yet. But, like, yeah. it just... It's really eye-opening that, like these ideas are fabricated like there's no um like actual reason why we should devalue people of certain like body types mm -hmm. skin colors genders like there's no reason except for the fact that it was like pushed onto us like it's completely fabricated and that yeah. book just like goes to show that like it's mm -hmm. fabricated <laughs> that's so cool mm -hmm. if you want to give it a read yeah i have it if you want to read it oh, for sure thanks mm -hmm. wow for me it's like i didn't grow up in like a like a very racially diverse society mm -hmm. so I think the concept of race wasn't really introduced to me early earlier mm -hmm. on but I did feel that body image was like very very gendered yeah and um I just and I think just I mean I, I can give like a, an example like an insider like an insight I can't even word today I can <laughs> give like an insight from you know the Asian perspective because mm -hmm. I know a lot of Asian girls also struggle with it mm -hmm. and I think with TikTok um, people 
sort of realized how messed up, yeah, like Asian beauty standards could be. Like you probably saw like I don't know, like the paper challenge. Oh, I never heard of that. It's like if you can cover your your waist with like a piece of A four size paper. People just do that in school. Like vertically, oh and you like not see your waist coming out of that paper. Damn. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that on TikTok. I don't think TikTok is, is making this toxic. I think TikTok is shining light, mm-hmm. light on these things, like, mm-hmm. in the Asian, like, society. Because I know for a fact that, like, Asian people are very, very unforgiving mm-hmm. um, with females' body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this this also is, like, a sense of entitlement, right? Um, And it's just such a sad reality Mm -hmm. um, that Asian girls feel the need to feel, to be small, smaller. And, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with this. But, oh, it also sort of, like, reinforces the Western stereotype, Mm -hmm. like, the Eurocentric stereotype of Asian women being only a certain way. Yeah, and kind of fetishizing that. Yeah, but in reality, it's not true. Like, you go to Asia and see all types of bodies. Mm-hmm. Just people are kind of, like, dicks about it. <laughs> That's actually so interesting from, like, yeah. my perspective, too, because I've never traveled to Asia. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have not seen, like, Asian culture, really, except mm-hmm. for, like, how it is in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And it's so true that, like, it's, like, I feel like in, like, white media mm-hmm. we have like kind of grown you know like there's like more like diverse bodies I think in our media yeah but I don't know how it is in like Asian media and like it's not exactly <laughs> <laughs> when I think about like the people that I do see like yeah. it's all like fetishized like you said and it's all this very specific body type and we haven't actually worked hard to like portray real-life Asian bodies yet, No. Yeah, I agree. And, like, you mean, you don't have to travel to Asia. Like, just being in Vancouver, there's, like, a large mm-hmm. Asian population here. You probably can see all kinds of Asian bodies here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, and that goes back to the book you were, you were saying. And mm-hmm. just it made me, like, think, like, there's probably, like, smaller black males, too. But we don't see that a lot on media, either. Yeah, Because so true. we like to stay within the confines of the stereotypes we give to people, mm-hmm. which makes sense yeah. in terms of, like, human nature. Mm-hmm. But it can also be damaging because I know, like, if we want to talk about body image, like, for guys, I also know that height is a mm-hmm. sensitive topic for them. Mm-hmm. And it can be even, like, I don't know, like, more more damaging because it's something you can't really change. Yeah, and I also think, too, like, when you talk about, like, men, it always brings yeah. up to me, like, how I feel like for men, it's, I'm not going to say harder, but it's very different. Like, when men struggle with, like, their food and, like, their, like, exercise and all mm-hmm. that stuff, like, and their body image, I feel like it's very socially accepted. Like, men who work out are think, thought of as, like, healthy, and men who, like, eat healthy are thought of as, like, yeah, good. Yeah. And it's, like, a positive thing now for them to be, like, like restricting their food or like working out two hours a day but that's not any yeah, healthier than like a woman. Yeah, it's so ingrained like the bro. Yeah. Bro, I don't know, brohood, bro right. culture. What do you even like call that? I hate it. Yeah, and just like guys who are like bond over that too mm-hmm. and you, they eat like, I don't know. Like, like the, oh my god, the classic, oh my god. Chicken breast. Chicken <laughs> breast and broccoli and like, <laughs> and like eggs. Maybe rice and eggs. Yeah. Like, that's literally what they eat. <laughs> And it's yeah. so damaging. Like, how? Where are they getting their joy? But like, we've said that that's okay, you know. Yeah, Ugh. I agree. And I think the height thing too. I think like women can be dicks about mm-hmm. men's bodies too, for sure. It's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the media sort of favors one side, but it doesn't mean that we're not, you know, we 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 can't do the same thing to to guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think like obviously it's been happening to women for so long, and like we have like societal like structures that are already like being um 
discri- like women are discriminated against mm-hmm. because of those societal structures and like that so it makes it like kind of different yeah. than men and obviously it's a different experience but like both are negative you know yeah. <laughs> we both suffer from it in different ways and it's just yeah yeah I mean that's something that I've learned a lot from you I feel like you I mm-hmm. I tend to like look at men as like always negative like mm-hmm. my initial reaction is always like <laughs> like fuck that like, <laughs> literally all that stuff but I feel like you're more so like Okay, just, like, think about it from their perspective, and, like, yeah. I can do that really easily with women, but I feel like there's this block with men sometimes for me, but I've, like, learned a lot mm-hmm. how to but, do that but It makes myself. sense that you feel that way. Yeah. Um, but Definitely. for me, it's, it's more like I grew up with a brother mm-hmm. who I'm very close to, and I'm pretty close with my dad, too, and I have some guy friends, so mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it's just, like, I can see... I, I don't know, I, I guess everyone can, but I see the good in guys mm-hmm. and some, like, certain, like, masculine qualities and masculine traits. Yeah. And I also see this masculine struggle that's still going on, mm-hmm. essentially. That's another thing that we should talk about, toxic masculinity. Yeah. And, like, how it affects both genders, yeah. all genders. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But to talk, like, to go, if we want to, like, talk about that, we also have to talk about toxic femininity. Yeah. For me, 100%. Yeah, it can go both ways. Like, both like, uh, anyways, this is a tangent. This what what were we talking about? I guess we can get back into, like, tips that we have for getting better body image. Um, what are some tips that you have? Um, tips that I have. Well, I think for me it'll be, like we said, I mean, we kind of covered it all, right? Um. Mm-hmm not basing your your worth on so, like one single thing and also just <clears throat> the reminder from time to time that our body is a vessel mm-hmm. for the human experience that we are to live so we shouldn't be so fixated on this this you know container of mm-hmm. of ours um it's a tool and we should learn to appreciate it more like, for me, to embrace it sort of means to coexist with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Definitely. Those all make sense to me, for sure. I think the one thing that, like, really comes to mind for me is to broaden yourself other places, you know? Like, yeah. focus on, like, figuring out what you like to do besides restrict your food and yeah. exercise. Like, think about, like, the people in your life. Like, just focus Sorry. on... Okay. <laughs> Focus on other things and, like, develop yourself as a person and you'll begin to see that, like, the most important thing about you is not the way you look. And I, like, 100% guarantee it. It's it's not. And if you need to hear that right now... It's not. The way you look is not the most important thing about you. It's really, really not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that sort of, like, I can see why teenagers mm-hmm. think that way. Right? Because... They're still sort of like navigating through life. They don't really like see what's what goes on beyond this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. there's so much that go on that goes on in your life. You know, your passion. Mm-hmm. You know, love life, family, friends. There's so many, so many things yeah. that are worth living for. And when we come to terms with our body and the way it looks, like. I mean, a, a large part of it is also, like, not taking it for granted because mm-hmm. our, our bodies do so many things for us that we mm-hmm. just take for granted, breathe, <laughs> and, like, the heart beats itself, you know, like, it, it helps us, like, move. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really know. I'm just rambling. No, I, I hear that. Yeah. I think when I broke my hip, that was the first time I realized that, too. Like, I like that was two months. Like, people have like physical disabilities for a very long time and that's nothing compared to that but like Mm -hmm. not that that's even a negative thing because people obviously get you get positive things out of everything I think and I I was just what I mean to say is like those two months where I couldn't really walk like I realized that like I was taking for granted all the things that my body could do for me and how easy easy this privilege can be taken away from you Mm -hmm. right exactly especially when you mistreat your body like when you're not like actually present with it like for me now, when I go for a run, I try to be present and be like, this is so cool. Like, my body's doing so much, you know? Instead of being like, you know. Yeah. Like, just keep on going. <laughs> yeah. And so. to, like, all those who are struggling out there, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really easy to get caught up in the moment and just kind of not seeing anything else and just focusing on the measurement or how you look in the mirror. Um, 
but like we promise you mm-hmm. your life is so much more than just that mm-hmm. yeah yeah it might I, be hard to believe yeah you know or you want to believe it but you just can't but mm-hmm. take your time and self-love is a journey mm-hmm. yeah you're so much more than your body and I know this is coming from two people with thin privilege but um I don't know, I think it goes across the board, like, you are so, so much more yeah. than your body, and, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody should know that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aw, that was really what a sweet. Cute, what a cute episode. I feel like yeah. I keep on talking about this, but yeah. you guys are probably bored by now, so. <laughs> <laughs> if you are still with us. Wow, you're, you're a trooper. We love you're you. <laughs> we hope this, um, at least touch some of your lives and change a little bit of your perspective on this or at least make you feel like you're not alone Mm -hmm. because you're not yeah and if you are struggling with it leave us a message or dm us Mm -hmm. anything because we would love to hear um your experiences and how this might have made you feel yeah this is a safe space it is Mm -hmm. and if you don't feel comfortable talking to us we encourage you to talk to somebody else someone you trust or professional anybody but you're not alone so yeah so i guess this will be it yeah thanks for tuning in today follow us on instagram at coffee with cola and chantel yes we're on spotify and And apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) finally it took us like two weeks to get approved or something like that um yeah we'll talk to you next week yeah bye